Hey everybody, Paul Turner here from thedisciplesproject.net, here with another episode of the Youth Ministry in Motion podcast, and I'm so glad you could join me today. If you're new to the program, this podcast uh, I try to do roughly twice a month. Uh, sometimes that works, um, sometimes it doesn't, but let me explain. So about four months ago, I wound up leaving my full-time and pretty much retiring from full-time uh, vocational youth pastoring, not retiring from youth ministry. I don't think I'll ever retire from that. But in retiring from that, I uh, spoke all summer uh, at various camps, did some coaching, did a lot of things. And that's because uh, uh, I truly believe that uh, youth ministry needs to enter another phase. Um, it needs it's something. The, the meetings themselves are, are not giving us what we need. So I'm, I'm spending a lot of time talking about discipleship. I'm spending a lot of time encouraging youth workers. I'm spending a lot of time talking about uh, discipleship and changing our modus operandi. And in the process of this, uh, I did uh, a thing where I am now delivering food for Grubhub, and maybe some of you guys do the same. Uh, you have a side gig, a side hustle. Uh, this particular gig is kind of my part-time job. So I'm still in part-time youth ministry, if you will, because I'm still writing, still doing podcasts, still creating things, all that kind of good stuff. But I'm also spending my days uh, delivering food to the hungry people of Birmingham, Alabama. And so that's why it's a little difficult sometimes to get a show like this together and get it off the ground and get it formulated and all that kind of good stuff. But I want to tell you that I'm still committed to this podcast. I'm still committed to you, the listening audience. And so uh, if you will have me still. Uh, and so what I'm going to try to do is just keep at it, just like you're going to keep at doing whatever you're doing. And I'm going to try to bring you value in every single episode I deliver. So I want to thank you for your earbuds. I want to thank you for listening in your car. I want to thank you for uh, checking me out on your computer, wherever you may be listening today. I just want to encourage you that, listen, youth ministry, still worth it, but it must change. It must evolve. It must go somewhere else uh, if we're going to make disciples. And if you're interested in that, by the way, I wrote a book called The Disciple Project. I'm going to put a link down in the show, uh, show notes there. You can check that out. Uh, over on my um, my store there, uh, gumroad.com slash youthmenresources. And you can check out the book. It is my magnum opus on discipleship and why we need to have less meetings, which will then create more movement, which will then create more disciples. So if that is of interest to you, please go check out the link. But check out the book because I think it's going to challenge you uh, to take that next step in your youth ministry to get past the meeting to where we get kids moving, getting out of their seats, get them in the streets, and start doing some things that are going to cause their growth. But let's talk about your growth today because nothing will make you grow more than a difficult parent. That's right. God allows difficult parents to be a part of our lives because uh, it makes us pray more. <laughs> it makes us check ourselves more. It, it makes us uh, uh, look internal uh, to see, and we, we start examining ourselves, and our first uh, reaction is, well, what is wrong with us? Unless your first reaction is, what is wrong with them? Both would be appropriate responses. But I believe God puts difficult parents in our path to make us grow and to make us 
uh, rely upon the Lord more rather than upon ourselves. So in this episode today, I want to talk to you about dealing with difficult parents. Now, this aired not too long ago on my YouTube channel. If you're not a subscriber over there, you can check it out at youtube.com slash Jedi for Hire. And I uh, spoke on it for about almost 20, 25 minutes. And uh, I think that the content was good enough to share with you all as you're driving here and there and yonder. Maybe you're driving to the church. Maybe you are uh, going to a hospital visit, wherever you're going. I think that the message that I'm sharing with you today is going to help you work with those parents whom you are finding difficult. And if you're not dealing with a difficult parent now, just wait. They're on their way. They're coming to your door eventually. <laughs> so hopefully this will help you, if not now, in the future. So let's go ahead and join the talk here on dealing with the difficult parent. <laughs> All right, so let's get on with the topic for today. Uh, we're talking about, I had a question here from John Garcia. So John, if you're watching, thank you for participating and leaving questions. By the way, if you have questions for next week's um, live at nine, maybe that sounds good, that doesn't sound bad, live at nine, Thursday mornings, live at nine, uh, you can leave a comment down below. And you can uh, leave your questions for next week. You have a question about youth ministry, all that kind of good stuff. Leave your questions down below. So the question is this. Well, it's more of a statement. He would like me to address, John Garcia says, to speak on um, dealing with difficult uh, parents, helping uh, to navigate running the ministry. Now, once again, I'm, I'm reinterpreting this a little bit because I think it's all one question. I don't think it's three separate things. Speak on dealing with difficult parents and navigate running the ministry how you think it should be run, all the while validating parents' suggestions. So it's a mouthful. It's a lot there. But I'm going to unpack uh, some of that for you this morning. Um, and uh, first of all, let me just say this, that parents, I love parents. Uh, you know what? I, I, you know what? For all the years that I, I worked with parents and dealt with parents, first of all, parents, guys, are not the enemy. They are not the enemy. I know that you think in your head you're going, parents are just mucking up my way of doing things. And sometimes they do. And sometimes with good reason, by the way. Uh, because I know as a young youth worker, uh, I did not have everything all together. Uh, it was not uh, uh, you know, perfect all the time. It wasn't, uh, you know, there were lots of flaws and I could not see those flaws. And sometimes you have to listen. We think a parent is being difficult, right? Because they challenge us when in reality, sometimes they're just giving feedback. They're saying, and I think we have to hear this, right? If you're a young, you, whether you're young or old, you have to be able to hear what parents are saying. And one sure way to do that, and, and I'm going to focus on the difficult parent because I don't know if every parent is being difficult that we think is being difficult. I think we're thinking they're difficult because they just don't want us to do something or, or, or we're not doing something the way they want us to do it. And I think we have to take that as, as, um, as feedback. But what we have to be able to do is put ourselves in the shoes of these parents. Empathy goes a long way in the ministry. That means if you're going to put, first of all, you and I, as youth workers, have to care about the whole group, right? We're thinking what's best for everybody, not what is best necessarily for one child. That doesn't mean that that one child doesn't matter. That doesn't mean we shouldn't do special things for that kid. But uh, in that parent's mind, 
that's the only child she cares about or he cares about as a father. Uh, and so they're uh, coming to us uh, with their concerns or things like that is they're concerned about their kid. They're not necessarily, they're not concerned about the other 20 kids. They're not even concerned necessarily that there aren't more kids unless they're evangelistically minded, unless they uh, are what I would say are are mature in the faith where they want to see or see the youth ministry as a way to draw uh, other kids. But you know what? That's also in lieu of the fact that uh, they want more kids as long as their kid doesn't get lost in the mix. So ask yourself this, why is this parent being difficult? I think you have, that's a, that's an empathetic way of saying, listen, I need to put myself in their shoes for just a moment. I need to think about where they're coming from. I need to think about what's on their mind. We may not have we may not have the same concerns. Now, if you're a parent in youth ministry, if you're a pastor like Doodog there, you can put yourself in their shoes and say, well, what are they thinking about? Well, they're thinking about the bills. They're thinking about how my kid's going to college. Once again, these are not things that I thought about as a young youth pastor. These are things that I didn't think about until I was older and had my own kids, various things. Uh, but I had to be able to say, look, why is this parent feeling the way they do? Sometimes nothing is going right in a parent's world. Work is not great. Situations at home are not great. Sometimes the easiest low-hanging fruit of where they can share their frustration is the church. It just is because there's no barrier. They're not getting fired. Uh, They're not getting thrown out of their house. Uh, Sometimes the church and the youth pastor or the youth um, uh, leaders are the are uh, sadly uh, easy targets because they can release all that whatever they want to release without co- much consequence because you're not going to throw them out of the church you're not going to you know whatever it just it just feels like the right place so now not every parents that way not every difficult parents that way but it may be the only place that they feel like they have any control sometimes is what happens with my kid on a Wednesday night or a Sunday night or whatever that youth program may be And so the first question I think you have to ask is why? Why is this parent being difficult? Why don't they want me to go this direction? And usually it comes out of several things. Number one, they're insecure, right? In themselves. They go, they don't, they don't, they're insecure with maybe their own spiritual maturity. They're insecure with how you're dealing with things with their kid, all those kind of things. Um, And, you know, as the, uh, you know, the other thing is they're, uh, you know, we get this fight or flight response sometimes that a change, when a change happens and it threatens the way things normally go, if there's about to be a change or a shift or something of, of some kind, right, they're either going to be really afraid, okay, uh, and they're going to run away and say, well, I'm not going to deal with that. And that's sometimes when kids and parents leave the church. Or they say, I'm going to stick out around and I'm going to fight this because I see this change as a threat to what I want or what I want for my kids. And so I think, once again, putting yourselves in the shoes of these parents for just a moment to kind of think without, because I know, me, that I would, you know, if a parent would challenge me, I would, um, you know, my, my get a lump in my throat or I'd feel sick. I'd be like, why is this parent making things so difficult? And I made it about me, which was the wrong attitude. I really needed to say, what's going on? What's happening in this situation? What's going on with their kid? Is there a divorce happening? Is there uh, problems in the home? What is going on here that I need to understand? And uh, I wish I'd known that I was younger, but that's why I'm passing it on to you guys. 
uh, I think as a youth worker too, dealing with difficult parents is this, talk to your pastor and say, look, is there anything going on in Mr. and Mrs. Jones's home? Is there something I'm not hearing? Is there something? And really you have to do a little fact finding, right? You have to do a little investigation in the sense of saying, look, I don't know everything that's going on and I, I can't really talk to them. So I'm gonna talk to my pastor. I'm gonna say, find out what is going on in that situation uh, so that I can be able to better minister. And the third thing is um, love their kids. Whatever is happening is 99.9% not that kid's fault. So sometimes you'll be, you, you could be reluctant to, uh, you know, reluctant to minister to that kid because you don't want a problem. And I look, I'm guilty of it as anybody else. You just tend to, we have our own fight or flight response. Like, okay, that's a hot stove that I really don't feel like touching. And yet, I, many times I had to go into a, a youth room and I had to greet that kid or love that kid, minister to that kid. Whatever's happening is not that kid's fault. So be sure that when you're dealing with difficult parents, don't blame that kid. Don't, don't put any, any extra pressure on the kid. Love that kid. Love them because you may, in loving that kid, win that parent over right? It's really, about, a lot of times it's about uh, communication too, that if you're not communicating effectively with parents, parents are in the dark. Parents are responding or reacting out of a, a lack of information, a, a, a lack of, uh, I don't know what's happening. I don't know why these changes are being made. I don't know why you're doing what you're doing. And so my only choice to react to find out what's going on is to be direct, or to be difficult, or in terrible cases, rally the troops where they rally other parents, and then there's pitchforks and torches uh, going on at your door. That's not great. Uh, and so we have to be sensitive to the things God is doing in them, right? God, that's the other thing, right? God is doing a work in their lives, and God is maybe using us as a catalyst so these things might be revealed so that certain things might be able to be dealt with. We don't know, but that's part of being empathetic. That's part of saying, hey, maybe... I need to pay attention. Maybe my plans aren't that big a deal. Maybe these plans are bringing something else to the surface, right? It's like going into the doctor and going in there for, you know, I, I have this, you know, thing happening with my arm and finding out, you know, there was a tumor in there or something, right? You're, you're saying, well, you give it something basic that was going on, but something else is much, much more at work here. Um, the second thing is about running the ministry, uh, the second part of that question was running the ministry, how you think it should be run. Guys, the, the deal is this, um, you can't run your ministry effectively without parents. So your goal should be as how can I effectively connect parents to this ministry uh, and connect them with involvement. Maybe there's parents who don't have enough ownership. That's why they're on the outside knocking on the glass and we're going, shh, shh, shh. hey, I'm the expert here. Just go away. Go stop. You're, you're, I got I to gotta clean that glass now. Your fingerprints are all over it. Just go away. Listen, we, these parents, parents that are in part of your ministry, are, may, they may not be experts in youth ministry, but they are experts in their kids. And once again, it's their kid that they care about. And so that's where you have to do that. We also should not take on the role of expert, Right? I'm the youth pastor, so I know how to do all these things, and you don't know anything. Do you have a degree from such and such? Have you done? Listen, all that stuff is nonsense. The goal here is that we're trying to, yes, for the group, what is best for the group? 
maybe, uh, you know, maybe we need to build, maybe if you're dealing with this, is to, if you do not have parents as part of your leadership team, you need to have some parents on your leadership team. Maybe you need to have a council of just parents, right? Who, who, whose goal isn't to tell you how to run the ministry. It's a group that you meet with to say once a quarter that says, how am I doing and what can I do to best minister to your kids? In keeping in mind that the gospel is number one, right? How do we share the gospel effectively? How do we grow your kids to be disciples? Because that's what scripture says. That's not my program, okay? I didn't invent discipleship, and I didn't invent the gospel, and I didn't invent all these things. I want to help you as parents develop your kids to grow up to be lifelong followers of Jesus. How can I effectively do that? Here's my idea of how that may work. We have to then say, well, how do we then partner with these parents? How do we connect with them? you got to let them in. Otherwise, you're leaving them on the outside because you don't want to deal with them. And I'm saying, look, get them in the circle with you. Help them understand why you're doing what you're doing and then say, how can I, listen, I had, and I love to tell this story, it's my, it's my favorite way of dealing with parents who have issues or problems or things that are going on because I am very quick because I'm a recruiter, I'm a, I'm a, uh, I'm a talent scout, I, I'm always finding ways to connect people in ministry is when they have an issue or a problem with something, particularly programming in this case, if it's about you, it's a different thing. If it's about programming, so I had a mom one time ask me, uh, she wrote me a note about her daughter who was in middle school. And uh, it was a note, and she, I said, well, listen, read the note. She was going to hand me a note, but she wanted to talk to me about it. I said, read the note. I said, let's go through it. So she did, and she had concerns about her daughter in the ministry. And I, listen, I agree. Listen, when you have a young lady who maybe not be connecting for whatever reason it was. So basically all of that to say that she, she thought that there should be more of a focus on middle school. And it's funny how parents, right? Everybody's the same way. It's important when it's your kid is involved in that. It's not important when your kid's not involved. Middle school ministry is always important. It's super important when your kid's in middle school. I get that. I understand it. So what I did was I said, well, listen, how about this? You, I said, you seem to be very passionate about this. Uh, how would you like to help me and I'll be willing to separate the middle school out for four weeks. Would you be willing to help and teach the things that you think are super important? If you'll just make me an outline, or maybe I can give you some, some stuff of things that are on your heart, because there were things like, you know, how to act like a lady. And, uh, you know, she was concerned probably about dating. She was concerned probably about various things like that. And I just said, look, I would love for you to help me. It's, it's on your heart. Maybe God's telling you this is what you should be doing. So I said, will you do four weeks? I'll separate. I'll recreate everything. I'll, I'll cancel whatever I have going on so we can do this. So what happened was, and when we do this, multiple things happen. So when I gave her the responsibility, I gave her the, um, the AOK, and we worked out some things. We worked it out, advertised it, all that kind of jazz. We said, okay, um, uh, you know, we're going to start this date. We're going to do four weeks. And I gave her uh, uh, other students to help her, high school students. I could help with the middle school students. And in reality, what she found out, which number one, she got some things off her heart to touch the whole group, which was fantastic. But she also found out that having maybe never done this before, 
she got a glimpse into my world of what it means to deal with middle school students or to deal with a program or, or what the challenges are with moving forward with ideas that in a parent's mind are vitally important, but they don't know how to do the execution part, right? And so what I was able to do is make the connection, involve somebody in ministry, have middle school ministry done, she did a great job. She did four weeks, and she said, "Paul, I will never, <laughs> I will never bother you again because if I do, I know you're going to tell me that I should do something." So, you know, in partnering with parents, uh, you know what? Get them on your team. Find a way to uh, 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 simple ways for them to be involved. Uh, you know, create a council. Make sure you're doing communication well. Uh, with them because a lot of it comes out of the fact that they don't know what you're doing or why you're doing it. And it is on you, youth workers, to have an email list, Facebook group, text group, whatever it is you have to do, Instagram post, whatever you got to do, and tag parents and things, whatever you got to do, communication's the deal. And, and the way, and if you'll do that, there'll be less ambiguity and more participation in regards, or even just, not, I can't even guarantee more participation. I can guarantee there'll be less maybe difficult parents because they know what's happening. They know what's going on. And, uh, and so if, you will, uh, if you'll do that, you'll be okay. Now, the last thing is this. Uh, speak, uh, uh, you know, with, with dealing with difficult parents, navigating the ministry with our vision, our thoughts, and, and helping parents participate, right? Uh, not just in our vision, but catching a new vision of maybe as long as it, to me, and when I did things, number one, it was the gospel, discipling kids, and how do we make all this work together to where plans can go forward. And about the validating, the last part is, how can I do this while validating the parents? And you validate the parents by listening to them. How do you listen to them? Well, you say, listen. Here, You start by saying, listen, you listen to what they say, then you clarify and say, okay, so let me get this straight. Make sure I'm hearing you right. You want X, Y, and Z. Those things are most important to you. And they say, yes. Or they say, no, I mean this. Which then you get down a little bit deeper. And then you say, okay, um, okay, well, let's talk about, let's get some ideas together of how we can make that happen. If, if you know, you validate parents by, first of all, listening to them. You don't have to do every plan that every parent comes up with. Otherwise, you'll be running, as they say, like a scalded dog. Uh, you've got to say, okay, which of these ideas can I implement and which of these are not best for the entire group? Or it's not that I don't want to do it. I just don't, I can't do it now. We're in the middle of something. Let's plan this for next semester. Let's plan this for this time. Let's get it on the calendar. Let's do some of those things. And listen, parents know when they're being stonewalled and parents know when you're listening. So my encouragement, guys, as we begin to wrap this up is to simply say, uh, listen to parents, uh, be concerned about their kids and be concerned about what they're concerned about. Um, you know, love their kids, put yourself in their shoes, be empathetic, um, you know, uh, validate parents through, uh, through listening to what they're saying, clarifying what they're saying, and then figure out the best way to go forward to uh, disciple students, run a good youth program uh, where you can invite other kids in, all that kind of good stuff. Uh, and, and that's really the deal, guys. That's the, um, that's the context of this because I know we, we've all dealt with 
difficult parents, difficult people, uh, all those things. And let me tell you something, God wants your you to grow. Sometimes God allows a difficult person or parent to walk into your life so that you will discover something lacking in yourself. My first question turns out to be, it wasn't initially, was what are you trying to teach me through this? It wasn't like, oh, you know, initially when you're young, it's like, why is this parent messing up my stuff? God doesn't care about your stuff. God cares about you, the individual, the person, and saying, okay, well, what are you gonna, what is this showing me about me? My response, my reaction, my my own insecurity, my need to control, right? We say parents are difficult because they want well, their insecure and their control and all. We have a lot of that in us as well because we think our idea is the only idea and it's the best idea. Remember, God is for you. He's not against you. He's working on your behalf. And the entire goal of this whole thing is that God gets the glory and we uh, become his servants and uh, we grow in our relationship with God. It's not to have a great and perfect youth ministry. It is to how we best connect with the Lord, have a relationship with him, and how do we honor him and glorify him in the work that we're doing within the context of the church. And that's it. Another episode of the Youth Ministry in Motion podcast in the can for you today. I hope that you enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed listening to it uh, and you drew something from it that's going to help you in your ministry. Uh, If you found benefit in this podcast today, I would encourage you to go over to iTunes, please, and uh, leave a little review. Uh, Give it some stars. Let me know what you thought about it. I would love to hear Uh, and see your feedback there. And of course, when you do that, it helps the podcast get found in search and other things as well. So please go by and do that. It'd be wonderful. And also you can feel free to share it with somebody and also hit the subscribe button. That way you are always updated that when I create something here and create another episode, you are in the know. So, but that's it for today, guys. I want to thank you guys so much for hanging around with me today. And I look forward to catching up with you in the next episode. Talk to you guys later.